Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. That's me. It is, yay. <laughs> um, so today, we're going to be discussing a Netflix original movie. I know we promised you guys Bridgerton. Sorry. Our series. <laughs> But that didn't happen this week. We did a movie last minute <laughs> instead in more typical fashion. And it's a genre of movie that I'm not always a huge fan of. It's more like horror kind of suspense thriller movie yeah. called Choose or Die. Indeed. And this was one of the creepiest movies I've <laughs> had the pleasure of watching in a long time. <laughs> Fair. I, I did enjoy it. Um, there were definitely some scenes in here that were very disturbing, um, but it was a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. It was uh, it, it was kind of reminiscent a little bit of like Black Mirror meets Twilight Zone, sort of, yeah. almost like Bandersnatch, actually, thinking yes. back, yeah, where you have the choices yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so, like, the, the premise is that there's a video game from the 80s that I guess is sort of possessed, or <laughs> what we find out later has some sort of, like, unheard of, like, alien code written into it that can somehow hijack reality and change what is happening in the world around the players, um, not, not ever to, like, for a good reason. Right. <laughs> so it is bad, Um and uh, the first time we see it happen is in this diner and the scene with like the woman who's being forced to swallow glass is going to haunt my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. Creepy scene. And it was so creepy, not because it was like gory or graphic, but just because it was so well done and like well acted and horrifying. <laughs> yeah. No, it was terrible. And this is the thing about so in the in the game of cursor in the reality um yes. players just have one of two choices and the thing about that is that in this level one for kayla the main character here it it's not even like a clear like her choices were break like do you want to take a break yes or no and she said yes and then the waitress starts breaking shit and then the next thing is like continue breaking or clean up but like at no point it is clear to her that like cleaning up is going to mean eating the fucking shards of glass right and and i think that it's almost the game is sort of punishing her because she didn't choose one of the options that originally gave her you know it was she was like trying to type in like she typed in clean up herself maybe I don't remember. There was clean up an option. Maybe it was. It yeah, was. you're right. It was, Never yeah. Mind. But, you know, it's <laughs> clear... She... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's clear that the intention was that, like, the person who... We ultimately find out that, like, someone is controlling the game. Like, right. I think we're meant to assume that the original guy was still, like, typing out all of these things so somehow he can, like, see their reality because we see her later typing out what this guy right. needs to do. And so we know, you know, you know that he's just messing with her, giving her like this false hope that she can actually just stop it. But in fact, like any of the options is going to end up being worse. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like arguably like what happens next with like her mother is worse. And 
but the for me like the glass swallowing yeah so creepy yeah (laughs) having a giant rodent running through your apartment would also be horrifying but we don't see as much right yeah i like i like how they did turn some of the scenes into like an actual video game we you know we see it with the rat and then later on just when they're driving in their cheat code (laughs) we see them as video game characters but and I feel like it's after we, like, after the rat, after you, I guess, after we see Kayla go into her apartment after the rat had been through and you see all of the, like, giant rodent scratches on the walls and the hole that it's, like, chewed through in the door and you see, like, the words chew written on the door and the words meet on the wall. It's, like, up until that point, I wasn't really sure if what, was happening was really happening or if Kayla was yeah. just kind of crazy and this was all happening in her mind and she was actually going to like turn out to be the one who just killed all these people and sh- and she thinks it's a-, a video game but that seemed like we're actually supposed to believe it's this video game doing it all oh yeah yeah and it's it's so crazy too and it's yeah as you're saying like clearly it people who are controlling the curse if you will make the other person do terrible things. But the point, I guess, is that it ultimately benefits the user or the curse caster, if you will. Um, And we see that um, in in basically like extreme healing. Um, You know, when he punctures his arm, he's bleeding out on the table and the other guy starts eating his arm, he's healed. And then after Kayla kills (laughs) Lance, she gets all healed up and stuff as well. But it's kind of like... Still, but does it make you like live forever or something too? Because like the guy who was doing it was already in his like early forties in the eighties, and then when we see him talking on the phone in the building, he's still pretty young. That's true. Yeah, maybe maybe not anymore, and that's like why he's called her. Maybe she's like the game master now at this yeah. point. She's beat his game, and like like he says, even though he was in control of it or, you know, benefiting from it. Like she still managed to, to, to beat his game and he wanted to know like how she did it. And I think like how she did it was that she was able to crack that weird alien code that was like embedded deep within the game. And she was able to figure out how to use it, which is not something that like Lance ever strived to do. You know, he just went along with you know whatever the game said cut his son apart and all these creepy he never like tried to like figure out how to break the game whereas like her and and her helper isaac yeah. <laughs> helped her do that as well and that's why she's able to win yeah poor isaac i know <laughs> well also like his death was like weird i don't know it was like he just puked up all of his cassette tape and then <laughs> died. <laughs> but um yeah that was that was an odd and then like like there's just a pile of like actual human sized cassette tape like next to him afterwards and it's like is that supposed to be his intestines or something that he I don't know yeah that was really odd to me and it's also like had she chosen rewind to begin with like what would have happened I don't understand yeah why why did she choose fast forward instead I don't know. Probably, like you said, neither option was going to be good. Right. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if she had chosen rewind, because he'd already gone through, like, 
this barrier and had kind of become like computer like his his pixelation became more like computer animated and so i'm thinking that since he'd already gone beyond that barrier perhaps if she had chosen rewind he would have like come backwards through it and it would have like shredded him apart or something Mm. (laughs) equally as as horrifying right it was clear that he was gonna die either way right which i expected him to be more of like a main character in this show and like especially in the trailer there's a lot of scenes with both of them together so i kind of thought he was gonna be play a bigger role than he does but he's not in it very much and then he dies <laughs> yeah it's like he he almost dies at one point and then he does die and that's pretty much the role that right. he plays i guess yeah. he does find them like he is able to track the number to find that to get them to that warehouse but that just right. ends up in his death so i guess maybe it makes it more like gives it more validity that it's not just hallucinations that kayla's having because when isaac joins her he's also experiencing you know the same distortion of reality around him so it's probably not like a shared hallucination probably this is really happening (laughs) right yeah so perhaps that's part of the role he plays yeah (laughs) it is interesting seeing him as like a not a main character because we know him in our podcast journeys, of course, as uh, the main character of sex education. Yes. So we're used to him having a front row. No, not him having a front row seat, but him being a, us having a front row seat to, to him, I guess. Yes, to him and, and his, you know, sexual problems and his boners. Right, <laughs> exactly. I'm in this show at all. He's very toned down. <laughs> He's just like a computer nerd who is sort of friends with Kayla, is definitely interested in her, but, you know, and then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> that's his whole arc. It's sad. But um, the weird thing to me is how much this game knows about Kayla's past. Yeah. It's not like it was just making things around her, you know, creepy and distorted. Like, it knows all of, like, the history of how her brother died and, and enough that it can recreate in detail, you know, through computer coding, the exact, you know, pool that he drowned in and all of this. So I don't understand how the game is supposed to know that much about the individual. Yeah. So I think, because we learn at some point that the different symbols that eventually they're able to like break into and see all according to the guy in the video represent different things so one is like drowning and one is water one is fire or burn and one is um trauma and stuff like that and so i think what is ultimately happening is like once the player has been selected instead of like gaining access to all of their memories and knowledge like they're able to use those specific runes or you know symbols to access for example her trauma and so like the thing that traumatized her was her brother's death and so they automatically have access to that and are able to then craft you know a world around their specific trauma um is what i assume but i don't know how much the like user gains knowledge of that like i don't know if kayla for example and doing the stuff to that creepy landlord lance like if she is able to like access his memories. I don't know. She only plays with him for like one round and kills him. So like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't spend much time tormenting him. She just wants him dead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe, yeah, maybe like the way that this, 
this coding and these symbols work is more, it kind of seems like it maybe has more of a, a magical element to it or, you know, something otherworldly that this yeah. is like an actual curse kind of thing. And perhaps it makes the player see what traumatized them most and perhaps like even the creator or the or the the person on the other end of the screen doesn't even know completely what they're seeing just that you know that it's whatever traumatized them or kind of thing whatever is manifesting in them i don't know yeah yeah it's very (laughs) odd because like from the very beginning before we even see the scene where she has to like choose between her brother drown and the other one he's like in all of the visions Right. You know, so. Yeah. That hmm. is odd. Yeah. It does raise the question, and I, like, thought about this several times throughout. It Perhaps the world that Kayla and Isaac and the rest of them are living in is not the quote-unquote real world, but a computer-animated world, which is why they're able to change, you know, through computer coding, the reality around them. Kind of like a Matrix situation. But, you know, probably not quite like that. But some sort of, you know, their reality is not what it seems to be. It's a computer animation or generation. Interesting, yeah. So it did make me wonder that. Right. Which would account for like how the coding would be able to actually distort reality because the reality is just a computer programming right huh that would give it a very dark or um black mirror-esque feel (laughs) it would yeah (laughs) reality is just an illusion yeah perhaps it is perhaps it is But, but i did think that several times after i was like convinced that she wasn't just crazy and hallucinating these things i was like well how else could computer coding change reality and it's like well maybe the reality is just a computer generated to begin with oh maybe our actual reality is just computer generation i think there are people who ascribe to that (laughs) there are people who like believe that which I mean, I'm not one of them, but yeah. in this movie, it is perhaps, you know, an explanation. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't think in real life I've fallen quite down that rabbit hole, but... No, no. But there are people who have, and, and perhaps, you know, that's where some of the inspiration for this movie came from. Mm. Possibility, anyways. True. It was definitely creepy. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, what we kind of find out in the end, it seems, is that, um, like, obviously, you have to question the um, how good someone can be if they're ultimately killing or torturing other people. But we do see that, like, one of the things that Isaac had said to um, to Kayla is that, like, you know, she would have to use find a good a good way to use her power, essentially. Right. And um, you know, ultimately, she says that she's gonna whoever deserves it is going to be the one who has to play the game next while she's in control, which kind of makes her seem almost like a, a vigilante superhero in a way. Like is what Isaac is sort of designing her to be in the video creating at the beginning. He's like sketch the heroine that looks like basically just like her and is basing the character off of her. And he tells her, you know, when you have superpowers, you have to use them for good, which is like what she kind of seems like she's intending to do. But that also like feels very godlike. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like she is the one making the decisions of like which people deserve to suffer, which I mean, I don't doubt that that creepy landlord guy deserved, you know, anything that came to him. But 
that is, is a very like godlike power there. <laughs> it is, yeah. That's that's probably too much for any that, more power than anyone should be handling. Right. Well, and I feel like anybody in that situation probably starts off thinking, you know, oh, I'm only going to make people suffer who deserve it. But then if you do it for years and years and years and you're like gaining kind of immortality from it, if we want to assume that's like sort of what happened to the creator, if she starts to realize that she every every person that she makes suffer brings her, you know, eternal youth, you know, I feel like you become more willing to use that power. Right, that's true. It'll corrupt you. Yeah, it'll corrupt you. Hmm. Ah, those curses. I did enjoy the name of the um, movie being called Cursor because it plays on like a mouse cursor and like an actual, you know, magical curse. And then isn't there like, you, you have more knowledge of computer programming than I do, but like, isn't there some significance to like the cursor in computer programming? Yeah, so the cursor is basically what allows you to type in the code. And that's the thing that she ultimately wins is oh. the ability to um, modify the code. Right. Yeah. Because she Which, was like um, an aspiring computer programmer as well. Right. So. right. So she understood that as well. Right. And I think that um, like the prize initially says it's for like $125,000 or $200,000 or something. And she is like in a position where she would, that would really change her life. She's very desperate for money, but like, obviously the, the real prize ends up being the ability to edit the code at the end. Right. Um, Which like the guy who had it before clearly was also somehow benefiting financially. So Maybe in time she'll be able to do that as well. Yeah. And like, do you know, is it like a real thing that there are these like retro video games from the 80s that had like cash prizes for like defeating them? If you were like the first person to get to the end and you got some code that you could actually win money from it? Oh, I have no idea. But $125,000 in the 80s for winning a game seems like an awful lot. I've never heard of that idea at all before. So, I I mean, it could very well be true. I have no idea. I'm not a big video game enthusiast, but that seems like very odd. And maybe it was like the original, you know, win 10 grand in a candy wrapper kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it could be. I mean, I could see that, like, if someone believes that they've created a fairly complex game to have someone beat it first yeah and it's like a marketing thing you know if you're the first person and you sell a lot of copies right away because people want to be the only the first person kind of wins you know situation right and nowadays of course like people make bank out of video games but not in that way winning the prizes just by like streaming it and all this stuff but um yeah, yeah I, I hadn't heard of that before, but it could very well be true. Yeah, I could see that being a possibility. <laughs> Maybe not, you know, a hundred grand, but yeah, and you know, hopefully the game isn't also cursed, right? <laughs> With just four <laughs> levels, just four levels. Yeah, I mean, thank God it didn't go on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for this game for sure. Well, like, which, yeah, begs the question, how come Lance has been playing it for years and he never got to some sort of final, you know, level? <laughs> yeah, I think that guy's name is Be- Beck, maybe. Beck, oh, who's Lance? Lance is the, um, the... Uh, the do, son? Do, do, no, Lance is the uh, landlord. 
Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm getting them confused. Yeah, the guy at the end, not the landlord. Like the one who who had had the game on the who the one who claims that he woke the game up or thinks that he yeah. woke the game. Um, like why had he never like had the opportunity to win the game before that point? Like why had he been playing it for years? Right. Well, I guess you know, he hadn't. He said that he got out of having to play it after the first couple of rounds by agreeing to make copies of the game and sending it out into the world. So that was like the um, yeah. So that guy was had gotten the game only like three months ago so he wasn't he wasn't one of the guys in the video originally who like created the code like he woke no, it up no, yeah he was he'd only had it for three months you think oh he yeah because like we only had a three-month time jump since he started up the game oh i guess i didn't pay attention <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that guy seems to have like turned twisted because like yeah, he decided to to spread the game around, which I guess ultimately must have given our other guy who who originally like created or put the the curse into the game um, must have given him a lot more power and stuff because he's getting like ten times the amount of like you know because presumably all of the people played a copy I assume I don't right. know how it works but um, right. but it was very odd that when we finally get back to that guy who decided to to do that he's just like creepily sitting at the kitchen table with like his son who's yeah. since pasted like smiley face and an eye where his tongue and eye used to be and his yeah. wife's face is burnt i don't know what happened to her but yeah like what the fuck <laughs> yeah that that whole scene was pretty disturbing as well <laughs> yeah and then she luckily figured out or they both figured out i guess that you have to hurt yourself to hurt the other person right which is able to ultimately kill him that way in a very like a drowning scene that seems to have gone on like too long. There was too many cut back and forth between him spinning (laughs) up water and her bleeding out underneath the statue (laughs) in the pool. (laughs) We had to see, well, we had to see who was going to live longer, you know, like four or five times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is of course poetic because she chose to drown herself much like her brother drowned when she wasn't yeah. paying attention to him in the pool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like her story doesn't match up. She says she looked away for a couple of seconds and at one point he was splashing happily and then he was just like face down and drowned in seconds. Like, come on. <laughs> right. You can't pull them out and give them. How long were you really looking away for? <laughs> right. I mean, that does make me wonder, though, because I feel like people these days are, like, so attached to their phone that I could see, like, more, there yeah. must be more drowning deaths. Like, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. Or just more injuries in general, because yeah. parents just, like, are not paying attention. Well, I feel like usually when a kid starts to drown or injures themselves, they cry out for help. Like, and so that implies that her brother didn't do that. He just, you know, breathed the water in and didn't make any noise about it. Yeah. I don't know. I've not, I've not witnessed a drowning, but no, me neither. Hopefully, <laughs> no <one> will. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, an interesting. There's, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, there's only one other thing about this movie that I don't. I want, like, I wanted to see either some sort of an example or a flashback of mm. memory of somebody who doesn't choose, and if they actually die, because the name of the video game is Choose or Die. 
And that implies that if you don't make a choice, the player will die. But we never actually see that happening. Right. We just see them being sort of tortured with their screeches. Like screeching sounds, which I guess maybe they just play at a higher and higher frequency until like your eardrums pop and you start bleeding and eventually it kills you or something. Yeah. But we don't actually see that happening. Right. <laughs> I do wonder if the game could actually kill the player or not, but probably. But <laughs> yeah, they could have done like a mini montage of like some of the people who had managed to get the copies and like what happened to them. Right. Um, At least like one example of somebody like where they actually died or you know refused to choose, and so they died. Yeah. To, yeah. Because that is the name of of the video game and the name of the movie: Choose or Die. Yeah. Just true. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Other than that, a little critique. <laughs> there you go. So that is uh, pretty much Choose or Die. Um, a good uh, movie if you're into like sort of retro horror type stuff, um, for sure. Yeah. It's it's well made. Um, from somebody who's not a huge horror fan, I would recommend it anyways. Um just, you know, know it. It's a little bit creepy. Know that the creepiest scene is early on when the <laughs> Waitress has to swallow glass and it ultimately kills her doing so. It like it doesn't get worse than that. It peaks right there. That's the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, so um if you have already seen Choose or Die or if you watch it afterwards, you can let us know what you think over at Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can feel free to send us an email to navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And feel free also to send us any suggestions of things you might like to see us or hear us discuss in the future. You probably won't ever see us discuss them. Probably Um, not. (laughs) And we will try to have Bridgerton to you sometime soon. Yes. (laughs) And some, some other series we also have in the works as well. We do. It's true. Alrighty. On that note, thanks everyone, and until next time. Bye. Bye.